0: Wow. Everybody and welcome to the first ever edition of The Cheat Sheet. I am your host, Larry Burns, and my partner in crime needs no introduction in the fantasy football world, but I'm going to give him one anyways. Uh, he writes for The Undroppables, not to mention the fact that uh, he's, he's he's been in multiple fantasy football leagues with me, and uh, he's definitely a friend over 20 years, uh, Mr. Michael Reedy. And uh, I'd like to also call him by his wrestling name, Ravishing Reedy. Welcome, Michael. Glad to have you.
1: That's quite the introduction of my wrestling. <laughs> Ravishing
0: Reedy. I want to see if we can make that a thing.
1: <laughs> uh, I hope not. I hope not. Uh, <laughs> thanks. thanks for the introduction. Flattered to be here. I think it'll be a lot of fun as we go through things. People don't know it. Uh, well, some people do. Uh, Larry here is the person who introduced me to fantasy football and literally taught me how to play. So it should be a lot of fun doing doing some podcasting with him in regards to fantasy. As uh, I've grown to love it over the years, I originally made fun of Larry for playing, and now I'm writing columns about it.
0: Countless amount of times you made fun of me.
1: <laughs> now look! Now look at you. Yeah, nerd, king of the nerds, king of the nerds.
0: Bro. <laughs> um, so to to kick things off here, um, I know that we 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 kick we do this later on in the week, so we don't actually have the time to go through uh, the waiver wire uh, pickups for the week as it's going on. But um, I would like to uh, to to kind of go through, I have a segment here, we'll go through uh, what we think of the hottest waiver wire pickups for the week. Um, and I know that one. The number one waiver wire pick of the week was Eli Mitchell. And uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts
1: on uh, on Eli Mitchell uh, as the hottest pickup of the week. So, I mean, e- Eli came out and had, I think it was 104 yards, right, uh, on 19 carries. He he produced in one of the best running offenses in the league after Mostert got hurt and Mostert's done for the season. So that explains why he was the number one pickup. I, I, I didn't try to get him anywhere. I really didn't try to get him anywhere. It's, it's not a, a real yuck. Um, I think the people who got him, I wish you the best. Uh, it's just that Sermon's going to be playing this week, and he was inactive last week, and it's a Shanahan offense, and there is no real workhorse running back there. So uh, I would not be surprised if Sermon gets 100 yards this week and Mitchell gets 40 or something like that. Wouldn't surprise me at all. They also added a running back off the Ravens practice squad, and they have um, Jamichael Hasty as well. Uh, Shanahan's known for mixing, like, all of them into the game plan. You know, there'll be weeks when Eli does this again, and then there'll probably be weeks where he might get 20 yards. So I'm not not a fan of, of uh, wasting the very first waiver pick you have if you were top of the order on Eli, although I do understand why people would do it. You know, swing for the fences, hope for the best.
0: So – I mean, I understand going back to what you were just saying. I understand uh, why Eli Mitchell was the sexy pick of the week. You know, the the yardage, the touchdown. Um, I just don't think that Shanahan gives a shit about your fantasy football team. And, you know, for someone, myself, I always try to stay away from Mostert because of the fact that that guy is just made out of paper. This year, for some reason, you know, he was... He was out there in multiple leagues where, uh, where I was picking a flex and I took him. I just kind of thought that, you know, as a, as a flex guy, he'd be very productive. But once again, you know, he let me down. I am, uh, I, I'm a big Trey Sermon guy. I do like him, even though, you know, for the same reasons, you know, using the, the, the mixed running backs out of the backfield, I don't think that he's ideal. But going into this, I actually thought that Sermon would eventually overtake Mostert for the, uh, for the number one job. I was actually kind of surprised that he was inactive last week. And I would love to hear, like, what if there was more of a story behind that. Um, but but I'm not a big Eli Mitchell guy. Um, I don't think that, you know, he's, he's fine if, uh, if, if you needed someone, if you had Mostert or something like that, and you wanted to, uh, you know, to try to pick him up to plug that hole, I'm fine with it. But I wouldn't spend a whole bunch of, of capital on him. So kind of to shift gears to the guy that I was really big on, And I I actually had a nice conversation with you about it, Mike. It might even have surprised you uh, for
1: once. Well, you did. You did.
0: And that man is Mark Ingram from the Houston Texans. And I know a whole bunch of people uh, weren't big on him going into this year, thought that he was going to, you know, maybe share a lot of time with Lindsey and and Johnson. But here's a guy that had 26 carries for 85 yards and a touchdown in that game. And I know that, you know, the the average yard per carry is not eye-popping. But um, 26 carries. He, he had the lion's share of the carries in that offense. You know, Lindsey was the next guy with eight. And then Johnson only had three carries. He's not a guy that's going to get a ton of receptions out of the backfield. But I will say this much, if you are, are dying for a running back or if you have injuries going in there, Ingram uh, was my pick of the week this week. And, you know, basically you're, you're looking for that running back that doesn't share. A lot of carries uh, that that gets the lion's share of the carries. Uh, that's the guy that's going to help you produce. And uh, you know, Mark Ingram's not a league winner, but he is definitely my hottest waiver wire pickup for the week. And with that, Mike, is, is there anybody in particular that that you were big
1: on this week? Yeah, I was really big on Sterling Shepard as, as somebody I wrote up in, in my article uh, untangling the wire. Sterling Shepard was a guy I was high on in the during the draft season as well. He was somebody I. I Drafted a lot of late rounds of drafts. He opened the season with nine targets, seven receptions, 113 yards, and a touchdown for the Giants. Uh, I mean, lead that team in targets on the season. Everybody thought once they acquired Galladay that it would be Galladay. Galladay's been dinged up through most of the preseason. Shepard has great rapport with Danny Dimes, you know, Danny Jones. And that that report carried into the season now that Shepard's healthy. He was not all that healthy last year, and their offensive line wasn't very good. So, you know, if, if somebody's going to be getting nine targets a week and you're playing PPR, I, I want that guy on my team. At the worst case, he's, he's a great bi-week fill-in, but I have a feeling Sterling Shepard's going to be in a lot of people's starting lineups all season long. Yeah, and just
0: to kind of add to that, I mean, I think that's a great pickup for the week too. Um, just to add to that, tonight – Shepard has five targets, five receptions on five targets for 29 yards. So that just goes to, to add to the volume. Um Galladay has three targets and only one reception. And then um after that, only Barkley with two and Rudolph with one, you know, with targets, but it, it's just going to show you that Shepard is definitely, he's the man right now for Danny Dimes. So um, that um that's an excellent pickup for the week.
1: Yeah. He's dominating the target share as well, right. For the team. So you really can't go wrong with that. That's, that's a, and to get that guy off the waiver wire for free is is pretty nice. Yeah.
0: Most definitely. Uh, so something that we want to try and see how this goes for the first week. Uh, great idea, actually. We're going to do a, uh, a speed round of uh, Mr. Reedy, anyone who reads his his fantastic articles weekly. I know I am someone who has read them and does read them on a weekly basis. I actually have family members now that that ask for these articles from me, you know, like they're crack. But they're called moneymakers and they're heartbreakers. And we're going to go through, we're going to do a speed round uh, game by game. And we're just going to, we're going to just kind of blurt out what our moneymaker or our heartbreaker is for that game. So I don't know if you want to start with me, Mike, and Yeah. blurt out the
1: very first let's one. Let's start with you and uh, let's do Patriots-Jets.
0: So my moneymaker is going to be Damian Harris. And just to, just because I think he's going to get volume carries this week, I guess the bad Jets defense. And um, my, my heartbreaker is going to be Zach Wilson. Belichick shuts down rookie quarterbacks.
1: And for you, Mike, uh, we're going to go with the 49ers-Eagles. 49ers and the Eagles. All right. So uh, for a moneymaker there, uh, I'll go with Kenny Gainwell. As a, as a moneymaker, I have him in my article there, by the way, as a moneymaker, right? So he's going to be my moneymaker there. Uh, for a heartbreaker, I, I think I'm going to go with Debo Samuels, by the way. Ayuk should be back in the lineup. Debo exploded in week one. I, I think we're going to see the, the Niners do something a little bit different as the Eagles will probably try to key on Debo after his week one explosion. Fantastic. For you, let's let's go with the Bengals Bears.
0: So for the uh, for the
1: Bengals, uh, I'm actually going to say my my uh,
0: my money maker is for the Bengals. Jamar Chase. I, I just I'm very high on him, especially after a great week. Um, I just think he's going to be fantastic. And uh, for the Bears, I I'm going to go Andy Dalton. I just I will go Andy Dalton every single week. Um, I think he's terrible. And I just, I, I just think he is a, a constant heartbreaker. He's that, he's that heartbreaker that's going to break your heart every single week. It's almost too easy. That, that is very easy. Um, so, Mike, we're going to go with you. Uh, here's a good one. We're going to go
1: Bill's Dolphins. Bills, Dolphins. So Cole Cole Beasley's going to be my moneymaker. Mostly I play PPR. And if you're playing DFS, uh, it's, it's also PPR. Cole Beasley is my moneymaker there. I really like him a lot. He's underrated. He seems to be getting double-digit targets. Uh, I think it was six out of the last 10 games over double digits. I mean, he gets high single digits when he's not getting double digits. So Cole Beasley against the Dolphins is going to be my moneymaker. My heartbreaker is somebody I love. It, it it breaks my heart to even say him because uh, I really like Miles Gaskin. I'm really high on him. I don't think he's going to produce too well this week against that Bills defense, though. They're they're pretty stout.
0: And those are uh, those are actually very good, both of them. And and um, I'm a Gaskin guy myself, but yeah, I just think that he's going to have any sort of uh, trouble finding room this week. Okay, for you, let's
1: do Texans Browns. Who do
0: you got? So uh, for the Texans and the Browns, let's see, for my, uh, my moneymaker, I'm going to go Nick Chubb. And for, for my heartbreaker, I am going to go with the man that I just spent the last few minutes pumping up, uh, Mark Ingram. Um, I think he's going to have a, a, a rough week going forward, uh, some, some heavy sledding this week. I,
1: I agree, actually. I agree. That should be a fun game, though. And uh, for you, Mike, we are going to go uh, Broncos-Jaguars. Broncos, Jaguars, the Jaguars. So, so I like Sutton as a money maker for the Broncos this week. Uh, Jerry Judy went down last week and got hurt. Uh, I'm pretty high on Sutton and Tim Patrick, so I'm kind of giving you a little double dose there uh, at wide receiver. I like those guys this week. I think they're going to produce against the Jags. The Jags pretty much suck, and you know, on the Jaguars, who who isn't a heartbreaker? I, I shouldn't say that Robinson. Okay. Uh, Robinson's my heartbreaker for the Jaguars. Uh, I, I think their team is going to be one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the league. Absolutely. I
0: agree with you on the, on the Jaguars pitiful.
1: <laughs> Let's do Rams Colts for you, Mr. Burns.
0: Rams Colts. I, I actually love this one for my, my moneymaker. I am going someone that you're going to hear me talk a lot about this week, but probably going forward a lot. uh, I'm going Cooper Cup, And for my heartbreaker, I am going Zach Pascal.
1: Yeah, that's a good heartbreaker this week, too. I I actually have him in my article. It's like you read it.
0: I know. Amazing, isn't it? (laughs) Amazing. I actually pocket that thing. It's like, like I said, it's like crack. So for for you Mr. Reedy, we are going to go uh Raiders his this is a very good one because I know you're going to be very conflicted on this Raiders Steelers
1: Raiders Steelers oh so i, I have a few moneymakers in this i think this is going to be a very good game by the way for the steelers i'm going to I'm going to go with Na, Najee Harris uh, 100% snap count you know he's somebody i really like you'll you'll see later on i'll probably be talking about him again uh, as a money maker that that's somebody i really really like as a heartbreaker, uh, I'm going to go with Derek Carr. I, I think he might struggle a little bit against the Steelers' defense. Um, I think that a little bit may be a little bit of an understatement, but I am in agreement with Najee. I, I like Derek Carr uh, more than most people, but I, you know, there's times where where the sledding gets tough.
0: Oh yeah, and, and I also uh, the fact that it looks like he wears mascara on the field. I think that bothers
1: me a little bit. The Bills' passing game. Struggled with the Steelers last week, and they're a lot better than the Raiders' passing game. So, without a question. So, I think we're moving into the four o'clock slate here. For you Vikings, Cardinals, Larry. Who do you got in the Vikings, Cardinals?
0: Uh, this is a tough one. Um, for all right, so, oh boy, so for my moneymaker, I am going to go with uh, DeAndre Hopkins and uh that one yeah and for um this is tough one for my for my heartbreaker um i am actually going to go with put me on the spot here i'm gonna go with
1: um i'm gonna i'm gonna go with uh with jefferson okay that'll be interesting we'll see hopefully you're wrong i like jefferson
0: and for uh for your game we have the uh the cowboys and the
1: chargers Moneymaker, almost everybody on the offense on on uh, on both teams. This is going to be a high-scoring game. So I, I, I'm going to say uh, for a moneymaker here, I, I will go with uh, Mike Williams. I, I think the passing game on both teams, I mean, I could name almost every wide receiver that's of any value on both teams, I think are going to produce in this game. For a heartbreaker, uh, I'm going to say Ezekiel Elliott. I'm not a huge Zeke guy this year anyways. I, I think in order to stay in the game, the Cowboys have defensive linemen out and Dak's going to have to throw the ball a million times. I actually wrote him up as a heartbreaker in my article because I didn't like paying for him in, in DFS. And I didn't realize that he'd have to throw the ball 600 times just to keep his team in the game. But that's how it's looking.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and just to kind of go off your point on, on Zeke Elliott, he... I just think that uh, he's looked horrible. I mean, even going back to last season. And um, I just think that Pollard also takes uh, too many carries away from him.
1: For you, let's do Titans,
0: Seahawks. This is a great one. For the Seahawks, I like pretty much everybody. But if you're if you're going to uh, pressure me to pick one guy, I'm going to go with uh, DK Metcalf this week. Um, I think he's going to have a big week against that uh, Titans secondary that looked awful. And my heartbreaker –
1: is going to be the one and only Julio Jones. I think he's going to break a lot of hearts this season. <laughs> he absolutely is going to on the season, not just his game on the season. Yeah, he,
0: yeah, absolutely. But I mean, you know, if you if you're giving away points or if you get points for blocking and stretching the field, um, I think he's a great
1: pick. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that's not the case. Huh? So
0: moving into the uh, the eight o'clock game uh, for Sunday night. You got the
1: Chiefs Ravens, Chiefs Ravens. So the Chiefs just have so many weapons to call moneymakers, right? I mean, you can pick one. It's it's easy to say Kelsey. It's easy to say Hill. Uh, it's easy to say Mahomes, right? So so I'm gonna avoid that because it's just too easy. I'm I'm gonna go with with Taysom Williams uh, again. He looked really sharp and he looked really fast. Someone mentioned to me that you don't understand. He was the best offensive player at BYU. He he's he's good. The kid is good. He looked like he might have struggled in pass protection a little later in the game, but but he's going to be my tick my pick for a money maker, for a heartbreaker. Uh, I'm going to say Lamar Jackson. It looks like Marquise Brown might not play, and and some other options in the passing game might not play the real heartbreaker there is that you know their trainer should be fired because they've had so many ACL tears and and that's the real heartbreak for the Ravens this year.
0: Not to mention the fact that Mahomes Jackson matches uh, the Chiefs have just absolutely dominated that matchup. So yeah, I feel the same way about Jackson. I just uh, he he's I just don't see him getting any traction in this game.
1: It's going to be difficult and the Chiefs are actually good against the pass, so it'll it should be a very big ground game for the Ravens. Absolutely. And for you, let's look at the Lions Packers. So unlike out. you, I am going
0: to go with the obvious. And uh, I am going with my moneymaker, a man that I absolutely do not like, um, but I do have him in a league. And uh, that is going to be uh, sissy boy, uh, man bun, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think he will bounce back this week against a horrible, horrible, Lions, uh, just team in general, but yeah, their defense has god awful. So I think Rodgers will bounce back this week and my heartbreaker, um, and I'd probably say this a lot this year, is going to be
1: uh, Swifty. Oh, he's going to be your heartbreaker. Swifty is Swifty, my heartbreaker. Really? All right. That's interesting. Uh, I, I think they're going to have to pass the ball a lot to stay in that game. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that works out with Swifty being like the second option in the pass game for that team. All right. I, I hope you're wrong. Uh, not that I have Swifty on any teams at all, but, you know, I, I just want to see a good game. Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge Aaron Rodgers fan either. And I, I actually helped, helped get him on my son's first fantasy <laughs> football team. He lost by five points the first week because Rodgers gave him 1.6 points. I expect more Aaron
0: Rodgers. Which is just absolutely pitiful. I mean, I didn't, obviously, I played you this week, and I had Aaron Rodgers, and even if I had Aaron Rodgers playing twice, I still wouldn't have beat you, but come on, you can't get more than one point. That's th- absolutely this is why I've stayed away from the guy in the past. And um, you know, me and him just don't get along. Uh and this is just karma coming back to get me, but he is my quarterback in one of my leagues, so I have to kind of go with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you thought you were getting a bargain when you drafted him relatively late, and it just turns out that you didn't. Yeah. It
0: absolutely did. It, uh, bit me in the ass so far, it, but uh
1: they're young season. Green, they're in Green Bay though this week, right? So they're home. It's a division opponent. It uh, he's going to bounce back, he'll probably have a big game.
0: Absolutely, hope so. So, with that, we're now going to transition to what we're going to call the uh, our DFS uh, lineups. Um, and we're going to go through you know our players and and stacks and uh, and just kind of you know go with that, you know, with the uh, with the amounts that we're spending. Um, you know, for everybody that's listening for the first time, me and Mike uh, we participate in a, a FanDuel league that we do every single week and we have for the last few years. And uh, it's very heated. It's a very heated, very contested situation. So I'm thinking here, we're going to go through our lineups every week and and, uh, and kind of just keep score of how we're doing. So with that, I am going to go with uh, my quarterback pick for this week, a man that uh, I'm probably going to talk about a lot this year because I just think that he is, uh, he's, they spent, the Rams spent a lot of draft capital on him. And uh, after one week, uh, he looks like he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be the real deal. And that is Matt Stafford at seventy five hundred. Guy was he was just absolute money last week. Twenty at twenty six for three twenty one and three touchdowns against the Bears. And um, I just think that he has a, a pretty good matchup against uh, an Indianapolis Colts team that that looks like they're a little bit down. I mean, I actually thought that they were gonna you know, and they still have a chance to be better. Um, but you know, just Kind of look a little bit down, and um, I think Stafford just—he's going to make a lot of teams, a lot of defenses look kind of silly this year. So at seven thousand five hundred, I think Stafford is a, a good bargain at quarterback this week.
1: He is. He is. There's a lot of good, good uh, plays at quarterback this week. By the way, Stafford, Herbert, Prescott, Brady, Wilson, Mario—all probably good plays. Uh, I went with Brady. Um, Brady's playing against Atlanta. Last week, Hertz destroyed Atlanta. Hertz uh, basically Hertz lit him up for 264 yards and three touchdowns. He ran for another 62 yards. Obviously, Brady's not going to run for 62 yards, but Brady's more than likely going to light up Atlanta for, for uh, 300 yards and four touchdowns. So I went with Tom Brady as my quarterback at 8,200. I paid up there. That's because I paid down in some other places.
0: And I don't think you can go wrong with that. You're going to hear me, you know, talk a little bit later too about how just absolutely pathetic I think the Atlanta Falcons are. And um, I don't even think that it's going to be fair this week. I think you can pretty much plug in Brady and, um, and your weapon of choice. Um, and I think that uh, – I think you got a good play there. So uh, going moving on to my first running back, I'm going to stay away from uh, the obvious one now. And I'm going to go with someone who I think very highly of, and I have him in many leagues, and that is Najee Harris uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, he had a very quiet week one, 16 carries for 45 yards. Uh, he also had three targets for four yards, um, and, and that went over the Bills. But the one thing that, that I love about him, and I know you don't get points for being the only person on the team that gets carries, but uh, one thing that you want to do in fantasy football is make sure you get that running back, that's going to get the lion's share of the carries and it's not going to have a split share. And uh, Najee Harris is your man there. Not, not one other player on that team logged to carry. And uh, with that being said, um, I think he has a very favorable matchup against Vegas. And I think that you're going to see the coming out party for Najee. And I think it's 6,100. That is a very fair price for him.
1: So I'll see your Najee and add my Najee as, as I have him as my back there as well. Uh, I'm glad we're not going to be the same at every position, but it appears we might be the same at one or more. So I have Najee Harris as well, 100% snap count, 100% touch count at running back for Pittsburgh. I mean, true workhorse back. Las Vegas doesn't defend the running back all that well. So, you know, I, I figured Najee's a great great play at a great price, right, with that $6,100 price tag for him inside of your your DFS lineup, so I I want the same way with Najee.
0: Absolutely, and I kind of think that great minds think alike. So I think we might actually agree on a few things here. Um, so going into the more obvious running back, uh, my running back two, who's actually my running back one, is Dalvin Cook at ninety two hundred, and this guy to me is just an absolute stud. I try to pick at least one stud running back a week. Um, and this week I'm going with Dalvin Cook. He rushed twenty times for sixty one yards and a touchdown in that loss to the Bengals, he had six catches for 43 yards and he lost the fumble um and i just think that uh you know you have a a, a, he's he's the another definition of workhorse guy just does it all for minnesota and um i'm a big fan of his i think he's gonna just bounce back nicely this week against arizona and he's one of those guys he he had 17.40 points last week you know in a so-so performance and um you know, I'll take that most definitely. And I think that he will uh, definitely surpass that this week.
1: Okay. So for for my other running back, I have a guy who last week he had 74 yards rushing. And he, had, he followed that up with another 39 yards receiving for 113 total yards uh, with four receptions. Uh, This week, he gets to play against San Francisco, who gave up two top four running back scores last week to the same team. Swift and uh, Jamal Williams both were top four finishes in fantasy at running back against the Niners. I'm playing Miles Sanders. Um, I I was originally going to play Gainwell here, but I had so much leftover money, I I decided to up it to Miles Sanders. I like both Sanders and Gainwell this week in DFS. They're great plays against a team where they're going to both run and catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, I really like Sanders. I'm very high on this play.
0: And uh, Sanders has actually, from everything that I've heard today, he has been designated as healthy. So that's good news for uh, the Sanders Owners like myself, you know, going forward, I think that's also a very good play, Mike. So to jump into my wide receiver one, I am going to work on a stack uh, with my boy, Matt Stafford. And I'm going with uh, a guy who I'm very high on this this year. Supposedly Stafford and Cup do everything together, even take bubble baths. And I am going with Cooper Cup here at 6,200, which I think is very, uh, very reasonably priced. Uh, Last week. Cooper just had an unbelievable week, uh, 10 targets. He had seven receptions, 108 yards and a touchdown. And uh, he just looked amazing. And it just looked like I at mean, every chance that he could, Stafford was looking for him. And I think, you know, these two are going to do wonderful things this year. And I think while well, Cup is at 6,200, he's someone that I'd like to take advantage of. And I'd like to take advantage of this Ram stack, you know, this week, most definitely. But um, I love Cooper Cup this week.
1: You just love Cooper Cup. All right, so speaking of love, I'm going to mention my stack, right? So I'm going to stack with Brady, and, and it's somebody Tom absolutely loves, probably as much as you love Cooper Cup. Maybe he's seen him holding a face cloth over his junk. I don't know. But for some reason, Tom Brady loves Antonio Brown uh last week Antonio Brown had five receptions 121 yards and a touchdown. I don't know if Giselle seen him walking around the house when he was staying with them last year with just a space cloth over his junk or what, but whatever it is, Tom likes it. Tom likes Antonio. he got him to come to New England. Uh Tom got him to go to uh Tampa Bay as well. Antonio Brown has been wide open because there's so much talent on that team. I like them against Atlanta. Atlanta is pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. So this should be really good. Would you downright say that Atlanta sucks? Because I would definitely uh, say Atlanta Pretty sucks. much. So Antonio Brown, $6,400. Just $6,400. It's like paying down for one of the best wide receivers ever to play the game. Absolute bargain.
0: And, uh, and to, to work off of that, speaking of bargains, uh, someone who I happen to be very high on too, for the same reasons uh, you're talking about quarterbacks that have played together. Uh, quarterback wide receiver combination that have played together and uh, you know uh, went back to college at LSU and now are uh, playing together in the pros. I'm talking about Jamar Chase at 5,500, who after a very underwhelming preseason, you know, had the dropsies, uh, couldn't see the ball, couldn't see the stripes. Goes out there in week one and um, catches five of seven targets for 101 yards and a touchdown and that victory over the Vikings. And um, I I like this kid very much. And uh, I like his matchup this week against the Bears, who were just absolutely destroyed by the Rams last week. And I think that they're going to run into another hot uh, combination here of Burrow and Chase. And uh, I think Jamar Chase, I think the sky is going to be the limit for him going forward. And I think his price is going to go up for 5,500 going forward. So I'm going to take advantage of that play this week as my wide receiver to Jamar Chase.
1: So, you know, it's funny. You love Jamar Chase. I'm also playing Jamar Chase here. He's the slot receiver. He had the five catches for 101 yards and a touchdown last week. The other wide receiver you love uh, that you're playing is Cooper Cup. And last week, Cooper Cup lit up which team? Which team did Cooper Cup light up? That would be the Chicago Bears. That would be the Chicago Bears. So they can be lit up in the slot. It, it was proven Cup to absolutely demolished them last week. Uh, this week, I think you're going to see Jamar Chase demolish them in the shot, the slot as well.
0: Absolutely, Mike. And uh, to
1: move on to my... And he library. was deep right? Let's face it. I mean, very inexpensive, 5,500, 5,500.
0: And that is most definitely going to go up as, in my opinion, that's going to go up as, as we go on here. So you might as well take, uh, take advantage of that price tag.
1: Yeah. It's going to go up and up and up.
0: So to move on to uh, my wide receiver three, I am going to actually take a bite out of that Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady tree. And um, I am going with Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin's a little pricey at 8,000, but um he actually led the team in targets last week with 13, uh nine receptions on 13 targets for 105 and a touchdown. And um against that that defense, I'm sorry, who was that again? Oh, oh yeah, Atlanta. They suck. I think that anybody that you plug in this week is gonna be great, but I love Chris Godwin, especially with his 13 targets. And uh, and and I'm just thinking uh I'm I'm gonna roll to the uh to the bank on this one.
1: That's not bad. Not bad at all. Last week, the Tennessee Titans gave up four touchdowns to wide receivers and God knows how many yards, right? Somewhere around 200 yards to wide receivers. This week, the Titans placed the Seattle Seahawks. So for my third wide receiver, I've chosen DK Metcalf. Last week, he had four receptions, 60 yards and a touchdown. Against the the Titans, he's probably going to be good for at least that, and maybe more. Christian Kirk scored two last week against them, and so did DeAndre Hopkins. I think you're going to see big games from Metcalf and Lockett this week, as that offense is really opened up now under their new offensive coordinator. They, he vowed to open it up; he opened it up. This this team is just going to produce. Uh, Shane Waldron's his name. He. He really opened up the passing game there. And if you wanted to stack with Wilson, I would, would have been more than okay with that as well. I really, really like DK Metcalf this week. And that's at a $7,000 price tag.
0: I love that offense. I think both of those guys are fantastic. I'm a big uh, Tyler Lockett fan. Um, and as you heard earlier from my uh, from the speed round when we were doing our uh, moneymakers and heartbreakers, DK Metcalf was my... Uh, my moneymaker. And I think he's also going to have a huge week this week. So moving on to uh, the tight ends, this is someone that gets love from both of us, but you know, in leagues, but I, uh, I have a rule or one thing that I did this year is I drafted a tight end high in, in a couple of weeks. And uh, that tight end was Travis Kelsey. And I only think of one other tight end that is on his level that I would take early. And, and that is Darren Waller. This guy is just an absolute stud. Uh, you go back as far as last year, you know, playoff rounds uh, for, you know, for, for regular fantasy football. And this guy was just destroying teams, including mine. You know, his targets are off the charts. He, he caught 10, uh, 10 balls for, uh, for 19 targets for 105 yards and a touchdown Monday night. Um, the guy is just an absolute men um, among boys. And um, I know that he, you know, he's playing against the tough defense this week. But this guy, just based on his volume alone, his targets, um, he's going to catch a lot of balls, and uh, he's just a different level. So I have Waller, in my opinion, at a very reasonable, uh, reasonable price, seven thousand price tag, and um, I would do that all day.
1: So, so I also have Waller in as my tight end. He's probably going to be chalk. Last week, Dawson Knox had four catches for forty-one yards against the Steelers. You know, we all probably know or you should know that Darren Waller had 19 targets, more targets than anyone else in the league, wide receiver or tight end or running back. No one else had 19 targets for his 10 receptions, and 105 yards. If somebody like Knox can go four for four for 41, I think you're going to see Darren Waller easily get 100 yards and a touchdown against this team this week, even though I think they're very good defense, by the way. I really like the Steelers defense. His volume is just so high. That it's hard to pass on Darren Waller here. So Darren Waller for seven thousand. Guy's an absolute absolute beast. It's where I started my lineup, by the way. I started with Darren, and then I went from there.
0: And that's saying something too, because we all know that you're not you're not a, a big tight end guy. Um, you know, I know that your draft strategy this year was very similar to mine, as far as if you didn't get uh, Travis Kelsey or Waller, uh, you're you were going to wait for a tight end. I
1: so writing, I, I was writing about it in June. That's how big I was on the difference makers that there are at tight end. You know, you have those two,
0: and then it's just everybody else, in my opinion. So moving on to the flex, I, I went with Chase Edmonds from the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, last week, he had 12 rushing attempts for 63 yards, and he also had four uh, receptions for 43 yards. I, I like his, his volume out of the backfield as far as, you know, both being a, uh, a runner and a pass catcher. Uh, something that you're not going to get from James Conner. Um, so I put him in my flex position. Um, I think he's going to have a very good week this week uh, against Minnesota. I think that they're, you know, they they do have a, uh, you know, a, a tough, uh, not a tough defense, but, you know, a defense that's that's very formidable. You know, you're going up against Eric Hendricks. And um, I know that's always a tough matchup for, for runners. But um, I, I like Chase Edmond this week at, with
1: 6,000. And uh, I think he's a, a good play this week. I like that play as well. Uh, I went with Keenan Allen in my flex here. Last week, he had 13 targets, nine receptions, and 100 yards. This week, he gets to play against Dallas, which Tom Brady totally abused with Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown last week. So I, I think you're going to see these Chargers wide receivers uh, involved in somewhat of a shootout with the Dallas team because Dallas's defense is pathetic. Herbert is is also going to have a big game, and I expect really, really big things from these wide receivers from the Chargers, both, both Allen and Williams this week. Love Keenan Allen. I think
0: that's a great flex pick. To move on to the defense, I think I might be going with a Captain Obvious defense here because we've been kind of, uh, I'm sorry, defense, because we've kind of been beating a dead horse. But uh, I, I think there's nothing worse than, than beating a dead Falcon. And I think that's exactly what the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to do this week, just absolutely roast this, this shitbag team. And um, I love the Buccaneers defense at 45, uh, 4,500. Uh, they had a, a rough week last week against Dallas, um, but Dallas's offense is, is just equally as good. I just think that uh, the tamper is going to go out and just, you know, give poor Maddie Ryan uh, fits. And uh, I-, I love that play this week. And I-, I just think that Atlanta just absolutely sucks. So there you go.
1: So so because I saved so much money in quite, quite a few slots there, uh, I paid up for the Patriots at 5000 at defense here. The, the Jets are really bad. They're, they're not a good team at all. They, they suck. And I know that's normal for the Jets. Everybody feels that way. They also have a rookie quarterback. And Bilicek's history against rookie quarterbacks is that he throws things at them that they've never seen and he rattles them and they have bad games. Uh, so I pretty much am relying on that. So I have the Patriots at 5000 At the end of the day here, I still had $1,100 left. I'm not spending it at all because I, I like my lineup, so I'm not even trying to pay up anywhere else just to spend the budget like people typically try to do. I'm, I'm completely happy with what I have.
0: So unlike you, I actually went with uh, zero salary, which is probably a good thing for me because I have a very bad habit of sitting here on a Sunday before the game. Um, if I have money left over, seeing where I can upgrade um, which seems to hurt me at times. So I am uh, not leaving myself any salary, uh, which, is, which is great for me because I'm my own worst enemy with this. So, um, in conclusion, uh, to give you my lineup one more time, I have Maddie Stafford which at 7,500. Uh, Dalvin Cook is my running back one at 9,200. Uh, Najee Harris at 6,100. Wide receiver one, Cooper Cup at 6,200 for the hookup with Matt Stafford. Wide receiver two, Jamar Chase at a beautiful 5,500. Paid up a little bit for Chris Godwin at wide receiver three at 8,000. Darren Waller uh, at tight end for 7,000. My flex, uh, Chase Edmonds at 6,000. And uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense at 4,500 against the shitbag Atlanta Falcons.
1: All right, my lineup, I have Tom Brady at 8,200, Miles Sanders at 6,300, Najee Harris at 6,100, and I do expect Najee to go up every week this year as well, uh, DK Metcalf at 7,000, Antonio Brown at Uh, 6,400. Three years ago, you never would have been able to say that, right? He would have been like 9,000. Jamar Chase at 5500 It's absolutely amazing, his price tag. It's just wonderful. Uh, I paid up. Uh, Jamar Chase is like a bottom-of-the-barrel guy. Darren Waller, 7000 Keenan Allen, I, I was able to pay up here, and I could even pay up more if I wanted to for somebody like DeAndre Hopkins. But I'm very happy with Keenan Allen here this week. Um, and the New England Patriots at 5000 And as I said, I still have $1,100 left. So if I wanted to go switch and pay up somewhere I could, but I'm very confident with this team.
0: Uh I think that you probably should Mike
1: because uh
0: hopefully that would come back to bite you in the ass and uh it would
1: it'd, <laughs> it'd give me another opportunity
0: to uh to possibly beat you. Oh, yeah. Um th- this is a great segment. I I look forward to uh to to keeping a little bit of score, having a little bit of fun here as we move forward. Um so you know, in conclusion, um I would just like to, to ask you Mike, where can people find you?
1: So you, you can find me at Mike Reedy FF on Twitter. I, I'm pretty active in the fantasy football community on Twitter. You can find me at uh, theundroppables.com. I write Untangling the Wire every Tuesday that's published for your waiver wire ads. And then on Thursdays, I write Moneymakers and Heartbreakers. That's, a, that's the essential uh, sit start slash DFS article that I put out with who I think is going to perform and who you might want to avoid when it comes to your plays in, in DFS and in your weekly lineups.
0: And I will tell you people that uh, these articles are fantastic. Um, his Moneymakers and Heartbreakers have actually helped me win uh, leagues in the past. So uh, I, I have family members and friends asking me for these articles. They're fantastic, so check them out. I, I'm just a regular Joe, but you can catch me at, uh, on Twitter at, at LarryBurn72. I'd be more than happy to answer any questions that you might have. I wanna thank everybody. Uh, for listening to the first ever episode of the cheat sheet and uh, hopefully many more to come. And uh, Michael, uh, it's always a pleasure, man. I look forward to to many more podcasts with you.
1: Thanks Larry. This has been great, man. Thanks everybody. Thanks everyone.